नमस्कार एंड अ वेरी गुड इवनिंग एवरीवन स्वयंभू एम्स एट एम्पावरिंग एकेडमिकली अनफिल्ड यूथ विथ इंसाइट्स एंड इंटर्नशिप ऑफर्स दैट कैन हेल्प देम अचीव मेजर स्ट्राइड्स इन द करियर ऑफ देयर चॉइस नाउ व्हेन वी थिंक ऑफ करियर व्हेन वी थिंक ऑफ ऑप्शंस हम ये सोचते हैं कि क्या हमारे पास एकेडमिक क्वालिफिकेशन है बट इन दीज टाइम्स ऑफ टेक्नोलॉजी We really can't play the card of ignorance is bliss. Yeah, ye mere syllabus me nahi tha. Yeah, ye maine sikha hi nahi hai. You can't use these tactics anymore. So if you are ignorant now, it is entirely your fault. So is fault ko ham overcome kaise karenge? We will try to work. We will try to get hands-on experience, and this way we will learn and try to supersede in case we have not done well. academically so we have with us a fantastic young lady she is a swayambhu a very charming chirpy very smiling and beautiful swayambhu with us today she is a tedx speaker she is a author she is a former journalist and she is also the chairperson of om puri foundation thank you so much miss nandita puri thank you so much namaskar thank you namaskar and i'm really really very humbled to be here on this platform and uh, i love the basic you know the the root for the theme of your platform the subject of your platform it is not always that you have to have qualifications but knowledge is important you know maybe not qualifications and move ahead and self sufficiency of course so we are trying to share some insights from nandita ma'am and understand how has been her professional journey and when one plan doesn't work what do we do we just give it up or do we try again with something else ek baar agar fail hote hain kya zindagi bhar ke liye hum fail hi reh jayenge nahi nahi hame kya karna hai ki if we fail once we have to learn from the mistake and start off again the more we try the better we get right so shuru karte hain hamara question answer ka silsila and the first question i have for you is when did you actually start working uh, you know was it after you finished your graduation or uh, how did you start working and how did that happen if you ask me i started working actually uh, from okay. the 9th grade to earn my pocket money but it wasn't okay. like it was just an extra you know like somebody in my building yeah she hmm. said will you teach my daughter she hmm. was in the second or third grade will you teach her english subject which was obviously you know pretty uh, close to my heart so i said yes hmm. of course so all hmm. i had to do was you know go downstairs and teach her and get hmm. some money and some money and that was like my pocket money and hmm. then of course i started uh, when i was i think in the 10th grade you know hmm. when i was 15 or 16 i started working at in rj for yuvavani calcutta so hmm. i was in rj there and hmm. uh, yuvavani is a youth forum which all okay. india radio used to have earlier i think they've discontinued okay. it like you have vivid bharti for films entertainment you know you have all india radio abc and you have yuvavani it is between the ages of uh, 14 to 24 or 25 something like that okay. so i was in rj for about 7 years you know with you ani but yes of course it was all a freelance job so mm. you know when i started out i remember the 
first, and I used to compare Western music programs. And mm. the first, um, uh, when I started, the first payment I got was 25 rupees for a 45 minute program. And I remember okay. it was so, I mean, it was hardly anything, you know. And by the time I left, we were getting 2000 rupees per program. So that was quite a journey. And I remember first when I got the first check of 25 rupees, I had to open a bank account. And oh. even then, 25, I'm talking like almost nearly 30 years ago. And that time even 20, 25 rupees was a very small sum, uh, mind you. So I had to collect three checks together till it was like seven, 75 rupees and the time frame of the check would be over and then deposit together. Then of course it increased and I think by the time I left, it was 2000, I'm very happy. <laughs> so yes, that started off uh, this thing. And then I continued my studies, by the by. Hmm. Hmm. Graduation and uh, in between graduation and masters, I took a gap year. And hmm. I think that's the time I started getting into journalism. Okay, so uh, was journalism a planned decision or it happened just offhand or how did it work? Uh, well, it was, I would say, partly planned, you know, because uh, from the seventh, eighth grade onwards, I just loved writing and all my uh, English teachers, they loved me because I used to write very well. You know, I actually, I am thankful to them uh, because they are the ones who are my earliest mentors in journalism. You know, the school essays which we wrote and, you know, how they corrected and my Ren and Martin grammar book. These were the things right. which really came in handy. And of right. course, uh, by the time I uh, was in, I, I did my, you know, English literature because I enjoyed studying literature. So I thought maybe let me complete literature and maybe I could take up fine arts. I also enjoyed okay. painting. Okay. And I had done two years of commercial art in school. So I thought, you know, maybe I'll take up uh, fine arts. But once I took up literature and there was, I took up the gap year between my BA and my MA and I realized that mm. writing is something I want to pursue. And I always wanted to write. And I always mm. wanted to write, uh, you know, books and articles, published articles. So I said, mm. you know, it's very stupid. And uh, mm. a lot of uh, youngsters approach me, say, you know, we want to be a writer. I said, to be a mm. writer, you need to, get your experience. In our time, we didn't have much scope as a writer. Hmm. Even as a journalist, not much. There was definitely some scope, but there were very few places of journalism to learn. So you normally joined a news agency, a newspaper, you know, and you learned on the job. You trained. Correct. Correct. And you got a stipend and stuff like that. And uh, very few schools of journalism then. I think among the main ones were the Jamia Melia, the Sophia, and one or two stars. Today, of hmm. course, there's a wide, wide number of schools. Media studies is huge. And I'm so happy and so heartening to see it. And not just journalism. In our times, we had basically print journalism. Journalism meant print. Maximum radio and a little television. Here you have so many fine aspects, niches, Social media, you get, I mean, it's its confusing, actually. It's really confusing. So we didn't have much, uh, this thing. And uh, uh, I, it was basically what I learned in school, what I learned in university, a lot of reading, and then hands-on into 
working uh, as okay. a mm. yeah uh, that was just right after my graduation i joined mm. i didn't join mm. strangely i have worked mm. in some of the top newspapers in the country mm. uh, i've done columns for them of you know written columns for them regularly for 8 9 10 years but i have not been under a payroll of any newspaper till date and that is very oh. surprising you know people say okay you were from the telegraph yes i did write for the telegraph the statesman you know the times of india group midday for the longest time dainik bhaskar but yes i have never ever worked in a 9 to 5 newspaper job yes i was a, a freelancer i was mm. a full time freelancer mm. and what i learned and i mm. had to learn double Mm. so there are two regrets i have of not joining a school of journalism mm. so today i always tell everyone you know all the youngsters please 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 whatever you decide to do you have a variety of choices we didn't have much so please right. Right. join it is a course it is a craft it is a skill much as mm. much as there is talent talent plays little but i think your skills your hard work you know uh, that is what it's works very very it really works and especially right. for me i didn't even have the luxury of mm. learning at, at a news desk mm. you know there are lots of journalists mm. who have not been to schools of journalism especially the mm. older ones you know because there right. are really right. not, not so many good schools of journalism but uh, at least they intern in a newspaper and i didn't even have that luxury because uh, i never worked but then i used to always hang around in the newspapers in the newspaper offices i i had lots of friends who were working i used to hang around with them i should i because i was greedy and i was like <laughs> i had i had i had no privy to the knowledge to the right. uh, you right. know training so i would right. just look at them oh how they are doing it and every time an editor said okay this copy is wrong you have to go back and do this and this is it and i used to literally devour every word devour every ah, experience because the hunger was there because it was very important because i knew i had no skills i had no qualifications i had no learning experience so working on the job was my way of learning and i kept thinking for the longest time that uh, maybe after a couple of years or after 3 years once i've got a little bit of experience i'll join a course in journalism but that mm. never happened because you mm. know i kept on writing so prolifically so you know as a freelancer that uh, i i thought this was quite you know it's going good so why should i now stop in between get into a journalism <laughs> lose all the you know correct correct so i just correct. continued i just continued and i think uh, uh you know it it is a kind of self sufficiency which grew up because i had to learn how to i had to literally listen to every editor who i worked mm. under whether it was you know and i worked under some great editors Uh, and so you know what they that's how it given. started yeah like right right, <laughs> right. Like so the sunanda ke dattare from uh, the uh, this thing um statesman chidanand das gupta from telegraph then we had uh, you know uh, the jagdeep uh, this thing all the who's who of yeah, the who's who of exactly yeah. and there was mj akbar who was at time at that point the editor of the telegraph and yeah and there, there was ayas at midday and you know there was a whole lot of bachi karkaria yeah she's oh. one of my yeah so you know we had a lot of 
<clears throat> stalwarts and right. Uh, right. sensible journalists, very, very sensible. You know, it was not uh, just uh, journalism and yeah. yellow journalism. And you read a right. lot, you interacted a lot, right. and right. you picked up a lot on the way. Correct. So what you said is so amazing and phenomenal. Uh, you were not trained as a journalist, right? You were not on the rolls. Okay, when you said I used to devour what is happening around, it reminded me of the book called as Stay Hungry, Stay Foolish. Absolutely. And you worked with stalwarts. My God, people <laughs> actually dream of working with them. And then uh, you didn't need to read books. You were actually reading people, the best ones, Absolutely. who may have written these books uh, in future. Absolutely. Right? So you were one lucky girl and That's you good. made that yeah, and but I always say that when you are smart, you are lucky. Absolutely. If you didn't have that greed, if you didn't have that drive, if you didn't have that zeal, they wouldn't have taken you up for seven years. They wouldn't have taken you up for a long time. No, I mean, so as a journalist, I was there for 20 years working as, as a journalist with some of the top publications in India and abroad, international publications okay. also. So, so you were that good. You were that good. So even if you didn't have any so-called academic qualifications, you had something else which was much over and above a typical degree, right? Absolutely. So I mean, In fact, I just right. want to uh, interrupt you. It's strange, yes. you know, I did my right. graduation and I worked towards my master's degree in English hmm. literature. Hmm. And my husband just did a plain simple graduation. Okay. So everyone has to think, oh, he's, he's just done a simple graduation and here she is very, very qualified, you know, but mm. that is actually the opposite. In my husband's mm. case, he was highly qualified. He was an actor. Mm. He studied mm. three years in the National School of Drama. Mm. After that, he went to uh, the Film and Television Institute in Pune for two years. So for mm. five years, he trained in the best, under the best, and a trained actor for five years. And if you look at me, I'm a zero. I'm an untrained journalist. So that way, if you look at it, you know, he's highly qualified in his field. I'm not qualified in my field, but we, you know, uh, uh, I've managed. I've managed, not bad. Oh, you're very modest uh, because you say you are an untrained journalist, you are an untrained filmmaker and you are doing <laughs> astoundingly well. So I think you are so modest. <laughs> I think we just I, a little bit of uh, hunger and street smartness. Correct, correct, correct. I think that helps a lot in yeah. uh, paving a path and taking the right decision at the right Absolutely. time. Now we have got too many youngsters with too many choices. And when you have too many choices, you are confused what to do. Absolutely. Either uh, you follow the herd like a sheeple. Oh, he's doing well. Oh, she's doing good. Uh, let me try that. So what is your message to youngsters who really don't know what to pick? I would say you have to love something. Hmm. Whatever you love, pursue it. Hmm. In my TED Talks also, in both my TED Talks, I give, uh, I always say a plan A and a plan B. Hmm. A plan hmm. B is... A plan A is something which you really love, which you want to do, mm. which, you, mm. which you're passionate about. Whether, mm. say, you want to do gardening, you mm. want to do cooking, you want to do mm. writing, you mm. want to do acting, you know? So that is something you genuinely want to do. But as my husband, who was such a highly qualified, trained actor, it took him five or six years to get a break, 
you know so he had to he always said have a backup mm. if you're an actor mm. do cinematography or do editing or do sound or do something okay. which will give you a regular earning because mm. acting and directing direction are the two most difficult uh, uh, you know uh, uh, fields so till right. you can make it as an actor or a director uh, and similarly i also say like if you want to be an author you know hmm please you can't just you know uh, just come out of your 12th grade or finish your graduation say here i'm writing books no books take hmm. a lot of skill a lot of training a lot of practice a lot of reading and a lot of experience right so right. if i decided when i when i just graduated to be an author <laughs> In two years time i would have been frustrated you know i would have mm. either uh, you know just gone back to some regular job so mm. if you want to continue in writing do something which will give you your bread and butter like in my mm. case i took journalism i mm. also for the longest time while i was graduating before i started before i joined journalism before i started writing for newspapers and publications while i was graduating i did i was a manuscript editor so i used to edit you know mm. uh, phd mm. uh, thesis papers a lot of mm. stuff i used to edit mm. and i used mm. to get paid by the page i think those days i got paid 2 rupees a page and it was lot and i used to keep hoping that the paper, you know thesis Num- would be really thick <laughs> so that you know i earn a lot of money so you know that is how uh, so those were things you do allied stuff you take up copywriting mm. you Correct. join an ad agency somewhere which is constantly honing your skill and i always tell youngsters have a backup profession always you know mm. i always i also tell my son like you know like he's keen on taking up filmmaking mm. and acting and i say no but before that you have to be a graduate this is what my husband always said so he is mm. studying he is doing his uh, economics graduation in economics so that mm. he has one backup if tomorrow right. you know things are not working out there is always i always tell youngsters you have so much choices whether it's a staggering course have a second hmm. option also unless yeah. you have a family business and that's also your option you know hmm. if you're hmm. not taking it up as a full time career hmm. so don't get disheartened but and whatever you love whatever hmm. you're passionate pursue it but keep yeah. a backup and secondly don't hmm. lose heart really don't lose heart you know Correct. and you have to be qualified in my case it was just i think by the grace of god it was a lot of luck i managed but you know everyone can't be lucky i think every field <laughs> even writing needs it's a skill it's a craft Correct. acting Correct. is a craft is a skill and you have hmm. to have to learn it you know correct correct absolutely absolutely well said and uh, any skill you have taken care of i think it helps you in the long run Absolutely. we are not we are not aware of it we don't plan it but it definitely helps like you mentioned that you took up journalism and then you authored book you your first book your debut novel 9 on 9 uh, i just read uh, <laughs> wonderful wonderful <laughs> this is a collection of short stories right and it was also it is also featured in mumbai university syllabus yeah. and uh, new zealand university yeah, syllabus yeah and denmark danish denmark <laughs> so this is a uh, uh, when i was doing a uh, uh, columns for midday and mm. they, they give you a word limit of 500 600 700 so like mm. 
you have to compress your thoughts to three words you know mm. so one learned to edit and i was an editor so i was a journalist so it was always editing 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 and then i wanted to write you know i wanted to write fiction and then i said i started writing a novel and i was very unsuccessful because i think after two three months i just abandoned and i was going nowhere then that's mm. when i said let me start with short short stories it was mm. gulzar sahab who actually told me mm. don't jump into a novel start mm. up with short stories mm. and i wrote uh, this is the book 909 mm. it's uh, mm. about it's women as protagonists okay. Uh, okay. but it it talks about nine uh, urban indian women from different okay. strata of society from different communities it just goes into the various communities of india and mm. uh, yes i enjoyed so when i wrote short stories like from a thousand word article i was doing mm. six seven thousand seven and a half thousand mm. eight thousand word short stories it was much mm. easier and right. uh, yes it's also been uh, uh, in the sahitya academy anthology of indian uh, you know short story writing. and you have uh, put out a 30th edition i have heard 30th yeah, edition it's, it's of this into various i think 35th edition also splendid splendid so you took baby steps of growing absolutely right? absolutely right first it was journalism hmm then short stories and then uh, of course from short story i went into the biography of my right. husband right so this is the biography which was of course a much huge voluminous work covering right the whole, not only his life the era of parallel cinema in india and uh, that was a big step from short stories but then again this was non fiction so i had a lot of facts uh, you know ready so i could you know use it and right. then after uh, the biography i really finally plunged and completed the novel which i started mm. before the short stories and i was very unsuccessful so this is mm. like a uh, you two know words. a yeah two worlds a uh, thriller a romantic mm. uh, historical thr- thriller comprising mm. uh, two centuries over two centuries and traveling through kolkata of the raj days to okay. uh, you know to bombay to london to wales it goes all over <laughs> it, right it has the saga of the east india company etc etc so you have a mind which travels a lot it right is, it does i travel right? a lot and, and my mind travels more than i travel correct correct i also understood that when you took baby steps you were not competing with anybody she was just understanding that she has to go to another level and be her better version every day right Absolutely. so you escalated yourself to another level and that Absolutely. is what you should do don't Absolutely. take a high jump or a long jump yeah. go baby steps ensure that you are better than what you were yesterday and i think Absolutely. that is enough don't have to compete with no, anybody no, no, no. the moment you think okay so and so is my contemporary and so and so is you know has written a novel right but i mean you're going to make a fool of yourself if you've not skilled mm. if you've mm. not mastered the art so best is to go take baby steps and be very happy and you are your your own competitor you know right. that's how you improve correct correct so uh, in the uh, journey of journalism did you have any uh, interesting or uh, learning episode which you would like to share with us lots really lots and as i said i never went to any journalism school 
So, you know, in, when you go to a school, you learn theory, you learn the, you know, what is the right thing and what is the wrong thing. I used to learn, I used to learn on the way as I moved along. So I remember the first time in my enthusiasm, I was mm. writing this lovely piece. I interviewed this cellist and I, uh, I was commissioned to do this for the Telegraph Color Magazine in Kolkata. Mm. And I was so happy that uh, it came out and I got a nice byline. And uh, I think two weeks later, I, I gave it to the rival paper. You know, the oh. same article, you know, and uh, it was the statesman. Mm. And they were furious. I was called in, the editor, you know, blasted me and said, how could you do this, you know, from, you are blacklisted. I said, please, please, please give me one chance. I'm sorry. Of course, he realized that, you know, I didn't do it on purpose. You see, see, if you want to, if you really want to, as a freelancer, you need to recycle your articles. Don't do it in the same city with the same rival papers and don't do it immediately. You write it for this paper, if you have to give it to another city, another paper. Today, of course, everything is one. All newspapers right. are one. In right. our time, it was, you know, city-specific papers. Correct. So, Correct. Um, you know, you give it, or you wait mm. for six months, eight months, okay. a year. Right. So these are the right. little things you learn, you know, right. and right. Uh, you pick up on the way. Right. So, uh, uh, since you were very raw, you didn't have any boundaries, or you didn't know where to go and where to stop, right? I uh, initially I was a little over enthusiastic ah, right, and right. I think it was good that I made these mistakes initially so I was held back you know and of course uh, I used to read uh, some, some books by American authors on you know journalism who were professors in school but I think what you do on the job is much more you learn and I was very happy you know maybe I think after a about seven, eight years when I decided to do a course in journalism and I realized, I said, it's going to be very tough. Apart from the techni technical stuff, mm. which you learn in a school, mm. in a mm. graduate school, it's really going to be tough because I have written, I have moved around, I have done everything on the job. They're going to teach me the same thing again in school. You know? right. So right. that again, but then you have to be very hungry. You have to be very smart. Right. You have to be, you know, ears and eyes open all the time. Right. Right. That is the things. only way to learn. Yeah. In fact, my husband would say, you know, if he went mm. for a film party or a film premiere, he's saying, yeah, now don't think of an article here. Okay, just mm. relax, chill. Because I, I would keep looking and see who's talking to whom right. and what and how to... I'm framing an article all the time. Correct. So, you know, I had to be told that, you know, please don't write Stop it. here. Control Stop it. it. Yes. <laughs> right. And right. for the right. longest time, for the longest mm. time, anywhere I move, I would always see news. You know, you have to smell a news. You have to see, hear a news. And I would be smelling news all the time. Every time I went anywhere with friends, I would think, okay, now how do I twist it? How do I peg it? How do I, you know, till, till you know, finally, uh, even when I did, you know, stop uh, active journalism, even then, for the longest time, I used to, you know, keep smelling new stories. Till finally, I said, okay, fine. Now you don't have a deadline and you don't have to write. So chill. Correct. <laughs> correct. Correct. Nice. Nice. So uh, you, you first started with uh, short stories. Then uh, you wrote a biography. Then a thriller. And then how did you decide to get into a non-fiction, a real story on child trafficking, 
uh, Jennifer, right? Jennifer, so it's true. a very hard-hitting story, and uh, you know, non-fiction. So, uh, what what inspired you, and how did you get into writing Jennifer? So Jennifer happened about five years ago. So this mm. is my uh, activist friend Pradeep Bhavnu, who's a lawyer activist, and who works mm. for an organization called ACT, ACT, Against okay. Child Trafficking. This is okay. based out of uh, Belgium, Brussels. Mm. Sorry. And he and his colleague Arun and uh, Anjali from Pune and Royally Post from Brussels, they were all against, they were trying to curtail inter-country adoption, which in a way leads to child trafficking most of the time. So okay. uh, one day Pradeep came to me and told me about this girl called Jennifer, who at the age mm. of eight, who comes from a very poor uh, Malabar Christian family from uh, Ambarnath who was trafficked yes. out as, as an eight-year-old to the U.S., was sexually mm. abused by two adoptive U.S. Uh, homes by the father. Then she changed about, by the time she was 10, she moved into the U.S. foster care system, which is very, very notorious. And she changed mm. about five zero, fifty 50 foster care homes. Oh, my and God. She, mm. Yeah, by the time she was 18, she got into drug hustling, hustling in drugs and mm. crack cocaine. And then she, by the time she was 19 or 20, she married uh, uh, her boyfriend who was a fourth generation drug dealer from Chicago. And both Hello. husband and mm. wife were, you know, dealing in drugs. And mm. uh, they had two kids, a four-year-old son, and a, while the daughter was three and the son was four, both of them were busted undercover and put in mm. behind bars. So he was mm. put in one uh, prison and she was put in another. And while mm. she was in the prison, they found mm. out that her name was Jennifer Francis, which was her parents' name, birth name, mm. Uh, mm. and Cox Edgel, the two adoptive homes, and Haynes, mm. her married name. So they mm. found out her name was Jennifer Francis Edgel Hancox Haynes. And they wondered why she mm. has so many surnames. And mm. while doing a check, they found out that she was living in the US for mm. 20 years without mm. any valid papers. Now, oh, the, yeah, now mm. the reason why she didn't have valid papers was she was changing houses she was changing homes and nobody mm. could process her papers because by the time they were processing she was in another house but mm. what actually happened is she she was charged for aggravated felony of drug you know of uh, possession of drugs mm. but when you are adopted as an eight-year-old it is the mm. duty of the adoptive country usa to process your papers now if her papers okay. weren't processed they should hmm. have kept her in prison like they do to an average felon, you hmm. know, an hmm. average hmm. criminal that, okay, you serve your five years or four years or right. six years or whatever. Right. And once right. you come out of it, we process your papers. But they hmm. didn't do it. See, US hmm. is, oh, she's Indian. She's born in India. Send her back to India. We don't want her. So hmm. they quickly shackled her hand, feet and put her on a flight. And the stupid Indian ambassador over there, that idiot who was there, Meera Sharma, I think her name was, having no clue, just signed her. And here comes Jennifer leaving behind, and she's an American. She doesn't know what India is. She speaks like an American. She is American. She thinks like an American. And she is put here with two children, leaving behind two children, and as a husband over there, you know, and who's in jail. And so mm. she is miserable and she wants to go back to the US and she's got a 20-year ban. So that's when Pradeep Havnor and ACT came to me and said, mm. will you please write about Jennifer? 
uh, and you know help her maybe we've tried they, they fought a case in the supreme court in the high court in the bombay high court in the supreme and they lost it so they said you know maybe through the book on humanitarian grounds if she can go back so mm. first i was very not very uh, keen because you know child trafficking and is not my subject at all right. so, and it's a very right. heavy subject you know if i if i right. can't deal with it properly i'll appear mm. like a complete fool so i said mm. see this is not my subject so and i'm mm. I, i don't mm. do social work you know i'm not even a social mm. worker but mm. then meeting jennifer seeing her and realizing you know that life had given her has given her such a raw deal and she is mm. here like a refugee literally mm. so mm. that's when i said no i need to write her story and through jennifer mm. hundreds of others you know who are in in a, in a similar position mm. like there's this uh, organization from bombay called the pondu charitable trust okay which uh, was run by a lady called clarice de souza she must have been 92 93 she passed away a couple mm. of years ago she mm. was she claimed to be a social worker but she mm. actually under the garb of adoption trafficked mm. out over 5000 children from bombay to feed fields to the houses of you know sex i mean they were used for various purposes and after jennifer's book has been launched there were so many people writing on amazon on on the online that thank mm. you it is reading jennifer's story is reading our story and you know we the whole idea is one should stop the intercountry adoption because right. according to the united nations uh, law the hague mm. you know the law which we all follow adopt adoption mm. laws mm. ideally even if you're a south indian you should mm. you know from uh, karnataka tamil nadu whatever you should try and adopt a child within that region it would be weird to put a, a put a south indian child with their features into a kashmiri household makes sense no? correct no so correct. all the more you should and you should keep the region of say eastern india with now suppose you don't get enough families mm. then you hmm. move on to other homes all over right. india right but then right. india has so many a list long never ending line of you know people wanting to adopt that mm. it is ridiculous to send children out of our country True. but it's been constantly done all over the third world countries are african countries are right. selling their children to the to europe to um uh, america thinking mm. that they're going into good adoptive homes no they are not out of the 100 children you send out for adoption only 10 reach a proper adoptive home and 90 of them are used for you know for sex as sex slaves as organ transplant as child labor for you know for a lot of religious jihad and mm. child trafficking is so so profitable today that uh, you know it's the most profitable trade in the world it is much more profitable than drugs and you have some of the most other strongest and the most powerful uh, you know organizations in the world who are dealing with it and they include the vatican they include royalty the european the british royalty the illuminati as and i've tackled that in my book so all this required a lot of research it required a right. uh, you know and a lot of sensible paperwork it had to right. go through lawyers because i can't keep you know pointing fingers oh, and then oh. uh, you know 
we uh, end up being slapped with a number of lawsuits. Right. So all right, that had to right. be cleared. Yeah, proper. You know, uh, sources had to be uh, proper. Sources had to. We had to get right. through to proper sources. And Wikipedia is definitely not a source. Ah. So all that had to be done. It took five years, and then right. after that, it was such a big fat book. So I had to cut it down to two fifty mm. pages because mm. it had to be readable. I couldn't, right. you know, burden a layman with whole lot of knowledge on child trafficking. No, they want to read it through a human interest story, so that right. they empathize with this. Right. So uh, we must yeah. thank ACT because with the uh, research, with the Jennifer uh, non-fiction, you have actually opened a can of worms. Absolutely. In right. fact, uh, I don't know. First, yeah. I completely refused uh, when mm. ACT asked me. I completely refused. I said, no, 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 no. This is not my cup of tea. And then right. uh, they said, okay, me just check, see if you can. If you feel like, then I said, okay, let me do something. Okay, I'm not writing anything. then a couple of friends when they heard the brief they said please go ahead this is amazing mm. so i asked them i said you think i can do it and pradeep said of course we are there we'll give you we'll supply you with all the facts you don't worry about that you know mm. but you just have to write it you have to put it down you know into mm. a story and write it and that's you must have encountered some shocking uh, realities when you did your research i went i went into a lot of you know these uh, Apart from the international organizations, and I went into the mm. drug dens here in Bombay, you know, mm. where they make substandard meth and other drugs, and a whole lot mm. of stuff. I had to go. Mm. <laughs> My goodness! Uh, just yes, listening to uh, listening to it is so scary. It is. Oh, it how is. she must be living it, and uh, oh. the whole lot others. Yes. My God, quite a dreadful journey. It is. So much of trauma. So much of trauma. like jennifer says you know i just don't know why life is continuously dealing you know giving me so much of uh, it's not you know they say when life gives you lemons make lemonade jennifer says life gives me rotten lemons so how do i make lemonade right easier said than done yeah easier said than done uh, thanks to act and thanks to all the uh, well wishers who are doing a good job in ensuring and protecting child trafficking thank you thank you so much yes. uh, we have a few people who are our uh, you know loyalist and ardent followers thank you mr right. jai singh thank you anandi thank you for joining hello meenal shah thank you mr mahesh thank you vandana thank you dr deepa thank you so much i will move on to the next question and i request all the viewers to please uh, comment and ask your questions we have her with us today and she is very charming and quite open to uh, you know giving answers and sharing her insights please uh, comment and ask your questions waiting for your questions and waiting to share the hangyo ice cream as well uh, uh, now that you are the chairperson of uh, om puri foundation what is your experience because this is a different uh, ball game altogether yeah. so how do you feel and what inspired you to start this So um, uh, I lost my husband very suddenly and very tragically in 2017, and uh, and he was one of the finest actors. I mean, it's an, an understatement. But he was also one of the earliest Indian actors to have really an impact in world cinema. And right. you know, the perhaps the only Indian actor with the Order of the British Empire with the 
Her Majesty had given him, apart from a whole lot of other awards and stuff like that. And uh, perhaps the first Indian actor to be honored in the Oscar memorial. So, you know, I felt that Omji had a lot more to give. And it was his, actually his calendar was full till 2020, 2021. And uh, I said, you know, what we have to do is he had a huge body of work. Over 300 films, international films, Indian films, some of worked under legendary filmmakers and directors. So, an amazing work. So, you know, and he would always say some of my work, you know, are so good that they should be shown in universities and colleges, made part of the curriculum like Bharate Koj and stuff like that. So that is the time uh, in, at the Cannes Film Festival in uh, 2017, I launched the Om Puri Foundation. Hmm. And uh, the idea, the two pronged ideas, one was to take his uh, legacy forward through festivals in India and abroad schools, colleges, universities, right. and his philosophy forward. So he came from an extremely humble background. He came from a very poor farming background. And um, he had a very tough time through National School of Drama. And through he wanted to take up theatre. He could not after NSD. So he joined FTI. And it was only the largest of friends who helped him through his NSD and FTI days. He didn't have food also. So I introduced, I began by introducing two scholarships. Uh, one is the Om Puri Fellow for a graduate of the National School of Drama, his alma mater. And one is the Om Puri Scholar at the Film and Television Institute of India to a deserving, okay. to a deserving student. Now by deserving, okay. I don't mean somebody who gets 90% and comes from a very affluent background, no. And I also don't mean somebody who's getting 30% and comes from a very... Uh, you know, the poor background, needy background. Right. No. Right. Somebody who right. is quote average, right. who is right. sincere about acting. So anybody and who is needy, who needs that mm. money. So that is the Umpuri mm. Scholar and the Umpuri Fellowship. And he right. believed that the farmers were the backbone because he came from a farming background. So he mm. believed the farmers were, a back, were the backbone of a nation. So mm. we should help the farmers by, we've instituted the Ompuri Kisan scholarships for farmers' children. Okay. okay. And we've all given many to um, uh, children in Maharashtra, from uh, farmers okay. in Maharashtra. Okay. And we work with a number of NGOs who work with the farmers, like the Dorde Party hmm. Trust, and they recommend, hmm. and a lot of, you know, in Bundelkhand and all over. And hmm. the, so that, you know, the children of the farmers are educated, they study, hmm. they want to study right. agriculture, and they come back to farming. And not live in the cities, you know, in these not very nice conditions. And the second thing is the artisans and the craftsmen, where we introduce the Ompuri Karigar scholarships for children okay. of weavers and artisans. Because he felt that we have such a rich heritage and tradition that we can be a self-sufficient economy. Right. And this right. is what, uh, you know, we are being taught today, Atmanir, Bharataswam, do everything. So that was the whole idea. And um, uh, in uh, 1983, 82, Sham Benegal made a film mm. called Susman on the weavers, on a master okay. weaver. And Umji mm. essayed the role of the master weaver of Pochampalli. And for mm. the two months of the shoot, Shabana played his, uh, played his, hus uh, his wife. And mm. there were others like Ila Arun and Nina Gupta in the film. Mm. Now, Omji stayed with the master weaver for two months in his house. Okay. He learned to weave. He wove 20 okay. meters of cloth. 
<laughs> he made dupattas for Shabana ji. He made uh, shirts for Govind Nihalani and Sham Benegal. And he made a shirt for himself, which he wore it for our wedding. So, wow. you know, mm. and he empathized that it takes months for a weaver to weave mm. something, you know, yes. something exquisite. Two, three months he spends and he gets probably 2,000, 3,000 rupees now. Mm. Okay. And the thing is being sold for about, say, 25, 30,000 rupees. Right. So what in between is the middleman. So we have started, you know, to bring in through the Ompuri Foundation. We take the Susman story ahead. We bring the craftsmen and the artisans on the platform of the social media platform where they sell directly to the sellers. They don't have middlemen, you know? Right. And right. Um, this, this is how the foundation started. But unfortunately, in this pandemic time, it was, you know, when I realized, you know, my book was just launched in March. And, mm. and then, mm. you know, all the book readings and everything got cancelled because lockdown happened. Right. And so for a right. week, I said, right. oh, my book readings, mm. my book launch, everything's gone. Mm. And mm. I said, anyway, let's, you know, let's not fret about that. Mm. That'll happen. Mm. So in mm. the meantime, I started working for the foundation and I realized mm. that mm. this is the time. If we don't come mm. out now, you know, mm. then we cannot, uh, you know, live up to Omji's ideas. So we've reached okay. out to about hundreds of farmers, Dabbawalas mm. of Bombay, the artisans mm. from all over India and the cyclone victims of West Bengal, Sundarbans. Mainly. Right. So what right. we have done, the Ompuri Foundation, we have mm. directly transferred money into their accounts for Russia. So we right. don't give it to any NGOs. Mm. We, have, we get the NGOs to associate with us, to give us mm. their database. Mm. <laughs> and mm. we directly transfer the money because I think it is very important. You know, as even, right. uh, two of our Nobel laureate economists, uh, Amar Nasen mm. and Abhijit Banerjee, both have said, right. please put money into the hands of the people, into the hands mm. of the poor, into the hands of the needy. And that's only Correct. when your economy will flourish. So, I, so that is what we decided in our small way, directly it will go into their bank accounts so that at Correct. least for two, three months, they have their ration, you know? Right, right. So this perfect. is- uh, Perfect, And I think that kept me busy during the lockdown. Mm. And uh, we, I felt that, chalo, the foundation could do much more than the scholarships and uh, fellowships. Right. Right. So that was the idea. Correct. God bless you. You are doing such a commendable job. I think it's not a job doing. actually. Right. <laughs> it's not you a are job. in a happy space. You are in a happy space when you talk <laughs> about the foundation. Yeah. Right. When you spoke about the book, uh, you know, you had a different vibe. But when you spoke about the foundation, there was a different aura around you. <laughs> so God bless you. God bless you. And I'm sure there'll be many more NGOs and the people like me who will connect with you. Yes. So that yes, uh, we can all reach out to more people. Absolutely. Absolutely. Right. We have right, a website, right. uh, uh, www.ompurifoundation.com. So you can see everything over there. <laughs> right, right. Right. We shall definitely do that. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. And when you mentioned about the scholarships, it is so important. Like, uh, you know, not everybody knows everything. And uh, that is actually the beauty of life, you know, yeah. because we don't know everything. We are interdependent. We have Absolutely. this ecosystem where we can give and take. We can yeah. learn from each other. And that is how we grow. This is yeah. life and this is the beautiful ecosystem. Absolutely. Right? So we must cherish this. I because think I, uh, must, Ongjim would yeah. always say, 
you know it's mm-hmm. very important to make money he came from a very difficult right. uh, background right. but he said right. after a point how much how much you are going to have gehu ka roti aap to sona aur chandi ka roti nahi khaoge so you have to give it back to society so he Correct. said Correct. he gave it back by working for some amazing doing amazing films by you know bringing out the socially relevant uh, issues on Correct. screen so you know in fact jennifer is my way of giving back to society you know right and very uh, nicely put very nicely put uh, i'm dying to ask a question that uh, uh, when you spoke about adoption and when you spoke about uh, child trafficking you know especially uh, inter country is there something which we uh, as common men can do uh, you know in terms of adoption is there something which you can suggest or a message see when whenever you want to adopt hmm. try and adopt within your community see uh, hmm. uh, you don't want to like i've seen i've seen white americans adopting black americans hmm. in african chin mm. now what happens it's very easy you are doing something great and you are mm. bringing out that poor child but if you can have physical similarities and geographical uh, you know uh, milieu uh, you know uh, familiar geographical milieu is better because mm. what happens when the child grows up and goes mm. to school and mm. he, the child is constantly told and it's happened to a couple of my friends indians who mm-hmm. were adopted by german parents and they were constantly ribbed how mm-hmm. come you look at your features you're dark okay so mm-hmm. it is a trauma for the child it's not as easy right. as it sounds so mm-hmm. uh, try and of course uh, you know within if you're within the southern uh, part of india within the northern within the eastern as much mm-hmm. as you can and one is not saying no please stick to your regions move out mm-hmm. but within the country Mm, and try mm. not to i mean indians though we don't normally adopt you know uh mm. first of all and i would say avoid we should stop uh, inter country adoptions because inter country adoptions lead to child trafficking you don't mm. know really where the ch- child is going you know i may right. be a, an american uh you know showing all my uh, credentials yes. and i pick right. up the child the social mm. worker will only monitor you for 6 months to a year after that correct you just don't know you don't know you just don't know right right i think that is a strong message if we can i think uh, yeah. i we can have one biological child and probably uh, Absolutely. adopt one i mean i think it's very very important have one biological child and adopt a child that's very important right i think this is a message uh, yeah. all of us need to i have a lot to... of my friends who've done that and you know yeah. i wish uh, i could do that also right right hats off to all the parents who have done that i know thank you and bless you thank you yeah. and bless you absolutely uh, uh, if i may uh, take up a question from one of our uh, viewers uh, <laughs> hi anandi anandi ghume she is from thane and she has a question the most common question which i get from young adult ready to make a career choice and few who want to take up journalism as their career is i want to know how to maintain the work and life balance work and li- uh, life as uh, you mean by housework i guess yeah, so. uh, yeah most of the well other, well i uh, think uh, if you're taking up full time journalism then it's like any other uh, you know any other career you have to make mm-hmm. a- strike a balance it's like working in a bank working you know and of course journalism and uh, hospitality industry and the media have absolutely ruthless hours 
So you have right. to keep that in mind also, Correct. you know. Correct. And uh, Correct. there are some, this thing you have to learn to strike a balance. And if you're a freelancer mm. like me, then it's mm. all the more easier. Much, much, much more easier. Correct. Correct. But uh, it is not always uh, possible for everyone to take up uh, freelancing. No, so therefore you work right. full time. And, I, and I, have, I have nearly all my friends, all my mm. friends who are journalists mm. working full time and running a full household with children, mm. you know, mm. looking after. So it is a little more difficult for journalists, I would say, because of the hours. Correct. But Correct. you do manage, Correct. I guess. Correct. We all manage. Correct. Right. I think uh, women are good at multitasking. Absolutely. And they do a splendid job. They do a fabulous job. Every time, job. everywhere. Yes. Right. Yes. Right. right. Uh, you have donned multiple hats as a author, as a journalist, as a script writer. You've written screenplays as a filmmaker. And now you are chairing a foundation. So which one is the closest to your heart and why? At whatever point in time, whatever I took up is close. So when I was a journalist, okay. I was completely focused. I would say, mm. I am a journalist. I never even mm. said, uh, you know, I want to be a writer. A lot of people say, I want to be a writer. I want to be an author. No, I was mm. a journalist. I'm still very proud of being a journalist. Mm. So that, that was there. Then when I was an author for some time, I was, you know, mm. and a screenwriter. Mm. And now I'm a lot focused uh, on the foundation, but actually, writing is something I really am very close to. You know, that is something I really, really, whatever I do, whether I'm doing the foundation or anything else, I will always be a writer inside. A writer will always be a writer. <laughs> Correct. Once a writer, always a writer. Always a writer. Right, yes. right. right. Yeah. So uh, you are always mindful in what you do. Correct? So you are involved. Okay, yes, you don't absolutely. do yes. half-hearted. You don't no. do things superficially. No. If you do something, then you do it thoroughly. You are mindful. Absolutely. absolutely. Correct. Like for example, uh, a lot of people have told me, why don't you become a producer? Uh, you know, uh, there was a time, you know, why don't uh, are you get a channel, this thing, you know, you can start all this thing, be a producer or be a director. Mm -hmm. And I said, no, please, I do not want to be a director. I do not want to be a... Uh, this thing, the uh, mm. uh, director, I am a writer and I should be a writer. It's like my mm. husband. Okay, now mm. for example, he, many people would tell him, oh, Omji, you work with some of the most brilliant directors in the world. And he would mm. actually, for young directors, he would give them tips from director's point of view. And mm. they were amazing tips, you know? Mm. So mm. that was because of his experience. But whenever mm. anyone told him, Omji, why don't you direct? He said, no, I'm a trained actor and I do mm. not want to direct. I, mm. I have a better perception as an actor because of direction, but I do mm. not want to direct. And that is something very important. I am a writer. I will focus on the various aspects of writing, whether it's copywriting, mm. whether it's journalism, whether it's authoring books, whether it's screenplay, whether it's uh, whatever, manuscript editing, I would stick to that. I don't want to go beyond that because, you know, you end up being jack of all trades, master of none. And I've seen this with a lot of filmmakers, you know, um, especially actors. Actors suddenly want to become writers and then they have ghosts and then they have ghost writers writing for them. Well, if, if it gives your ego 
satisfaction which is good yeah. but then you are uh, an actor and you're a good actor mm -hmm. so why do you want to or a director suddenly wants to say no chalo i'm a good director but chalo i can also write are mm -hmm. let the writer write you know or a writer suddenly okay if you have the sensibility you do go mm -hmm. you know there have been instances where mm -hmm. editors film editors like rishikesh mukherjee vasu chatterjee all moved on from editing to direction that is a different when you move progress but not mm. because today i am a director i also want to do that and i also want to do that mm. oh, no you cannot you have to be focused in what you do right perfect perfect perfectly said now your life uh, if we take a if you take a look back or what we have heard and read about what you have shared it has not been a very uh, beautiful you know uh, easy going it has yeah. been a roller coaster ride so uh, when you had these lows in life what is that uh, you know inspired you to come back uh, what uh, made you think that you know i have to come back this setback is very temporary i need to yes. come back to action so the yeah. every time something went wrong i would mm. say and this too mm. shall pass and every time i felt a little down mm. even now today sometimes you know when we look at the depressing news on television as we sit mm. at home or look at these you know forwards what's up forwards you have to consciously cut them off or if you are looking and you feel low you just go and engage yourself somewhere else so mm. i start you know chopping vegetables cooking or something else you know i i, I enjoy something and so even when the adversities came in life one said just live through it go through it live every mm. moment don't think what will happen try and take the bull by its horns and move on and of mm. course this too shall pass beautiful beautiful this too shall pass and like uh, gulzar sahab had said thoda sa rafu karke dekhiye na thoda sa rafu karke dekhiye na zindagi to hai fir se nayi si lag jayegi thoda sa rafu to karke dekhiye na bilkul very nice very nice very nice very nice i think uh, with so many crafts you have you know i think you've always uh, driven yourself to hone your skills do better than what you were doing right yeah so what is that you look for yourself you know uh, in the near future uh i don't really plan currently what i i i try we have a you know we don't plan i don't plan too much ahead hmm. uh yeah you have a little bit of focus immediate future and especially you know the way i lost my husband so suddenly mm. so i actually mm. have stopped planning you know and i like to mm. live for the now for the present mm. and uh, like for example uh, jennifer the, the child trafficking mm. and intercountry mm. you know uh, stopping intercountry mm. act has been very successful in stopping mm. a lot of inter european uh adoptions so uh hmm. what i plan to do now is i've just finished the screenplay of jennifer during the lockdown and okay. uh, we are working on it it's the third draft now we're working on the fourth draft we are bettering it and then slowly very soon we hope to have a motion picture on jennifer <laughs> so get it across Perfect. so that is there and the ompuri foundation is there and uh, immediately we are looking uh in october will be omg's 70th year so we okay. are planning a year long celebration through his work through various activities so 
Correct. Basically that and uh, right. taking Jennifer ahead. Correct. So you already have your plan set. Little Correct. bit, yes. You already have <laughs> absolutely, your plan. Absolutely, right. absolutely. <laughs> right, 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 right. You mentioned that you were a, a RJ when you were a teenager. Oh, and, yes. <laughs> uh, you were into Western music. So when you said Western music, uh, I remembered the song by Whitney Houston, Give Me One Moment in Time, when yes. I'm more than I thought I would be. And in that one moment of time, I will feel eternity. So did you have any moment in time or you're still waiting for it? I've had lots of... Mm. See, when, when you have a moment and then that passes and another moment comes, so it keeps going, you know? Correct. Um, no, I just really can't remember. Maybe. Mm. I've had lots of moments, yes. It's uh, this thing. But yes, uh, I enjoyed my stints as a Western music uh, RJ with All India mm. Radio. So mm. that was fun also. Correct. So uh, you have just disconnected with journalism. Why don't you venture again as a cyber journalist or something? <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes. A lot of my friends, a couple of my friends have actually told me, please hmm. get back to journalism, you know, start hmm. your channel, start your blog. Hmm. I said, yes, hmm. I will. You know, actually for years, I lived on a deadline. Hmm. Every hmm. Thursday was my deadline day. Friday hmm. would be the column out you know and so every mm. from saturday would be relaxed then sunday mm. would again be, it would be relaxed then monday tuesday and then from wednesday the 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 tension would build up okay what to write Correct. out so Correct. all this so i've lived all my life you know deadlines with deadlines Correct. so i think it's nice not to have a deadline for some time mm. that regularity of course is very important in life it gives you so much of, uh, uh, you know, discipline in life. And Guldasab always says that. He's so regular even today. Sham Benigal, even if they're not doing a film or not, they will go down to their office every day, either mm. read or write or do whatever. So that Correct. is the kind of, you know, discipline they have. Unfortunately, Correct. I don't. But yes, the deadlines have always, you know, been too much. And also the state right. of journalism has really gone down. It is so mm. sad. And uh, mm. I like doing the occasional pieces. I will mm. get back uh, mm. to the occasional pieces. I mm. don't know whether I can, uh, you know, get back to a full-time regular, you know, uh, uh, this thing, uh, deadline-based journalism. Because, uh, mm. Uh, mm. and I'm not really happy with the state of uh, the state mm. uh, media is in today, especially television media. And mm. actually everything boils down to television and social media. It is, it is sad the way, you know, mm. even the print is sometimes taking off. In our time, we had uh, yellow journalism, good journalism, mm. bad journalism, and sometimes purple mm. prose. But today mm. I see everything is like a paid journalism yellow, purple, whatever, it is all paid. So you don't know whether to even believe the good one or the not to believe. So that is, you know, this. Uh, I think the last 15 years since paid journalism came and advertorials came, it has been very, uh, it's been very discouraging for somebody like me. Right, but you always speak your mind. So like it is said that, you know, 
the world is a bit negative not because of the noise of the wrong ones but because of the silence of the right ones maybe so we, we know you hope you come back i i hope <laughs> I so too come back i you think i will back. i think you've kind of uh, you know that sentence you just said is probably yeah. making me think again <laughs> yes so i think you are the right one and you must speak your mind and that is exactly the intention why we started getting candid yes and then because, get trolled right speak your mind and get trolled i think you need to have the <laughs> of right course, of course following of course. you of course yeah? no no i don't mind right or wrong i don't mind getting trolled but the thing is yes so right. it had uh, journalism had disappointed me Correct. Correct. So I think you should set a, be- a benchmark again, and uh, <laughs> you know, be back, right? Then, so, then we need a lot of like-minded people to, you know, come back. Oh, I, I, I definitely think more than one people, uh, you know, you will have a big karma happening. Lovely. You, you will Lovely. definitely have a lot of people joining in because Inshallah. I think one true friend is very important. Absolutely. Then having, you know, uh, that is true. People following that is true. you mindlessly. That is true. That is true. That is true. Correct. 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 so you have shared so much about uh, your career your profession what you are doing now and what are your plans uh, there are many uh, viewers and aspiring swayambhus who want to have a career in the artistic field and artistic field is always very challenging because you really don't know uh, what the next week or the next day is going to be so any specific message for the ones uh, you know trying to get into the artistic world any special message for them i have always said in my two ted talks plan a mm. and plan b you know please artistic field mm. my husband was an artist the mm. most uh, you know a field you can't really depend on he didn't even know mm. whether where, where the next meal came from or whether it would be coming at all so mm. please 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 have a regular solid backup whatever it is agar you want to be an actress and you're good at uh, cooking or something take up a job as a part time mm. cook or whatever mm. you know till you make it as an actor my husband when he came to bombay in 4 5 years he had no job he wasn't i mean mm. he couldn't make it as an actor till adhasatya actually you know right uh, right so till then he taught in uh, he taught movement and uh, mm. speech in roshan tanejas uh, actors studio and the right. first batch of his students included anil kapoor and uh, mazhar <laughs> khan and uh, gulshan grover and okay. madan jain right. surinder mm. pal they were all his you know first group of uh, students yeah so he wow. taught speech and movement so he taught mm. for 5 years i mean i mean he was a trained mm. actor and he knew he was a good actor but he he, he said okay, let me teach because i need to so please have a backup whatever it is mm. have a backup mm. a backup which will guarantee even if it has to be a bank job do it <laughs> yes correct yes correct. because correct. otherwise correct. what happens see in this pandemic you find so many young you know the junior artists mm. who have no nothing to fall back on mm. and they're committing suicide such youngsters and those youngsters shouldn't be committing suicide because they should be should have had some kind of backup they correct. should have, you know they should have the energy correct. to work so mm. if you just think that okay i'm going to be an artist i'm going to be a writer i'm going to be a painter mm. i'm going to you know be a singer mm. without a proper even if you're a singer teach teach correct correct so you have the backup don't right. have to move out of your field be within your field right right you know right so you need to be multifaceted plus be mindful on what you do exactly. and take a decision as according to the circumstances absolutely 
right and keep going Absolutely. you just keep going Absolutely. right and uh, i like you your organization fabulous what you've started and i've been reading about it and it's really really amazing hats off to you thank you thank you so much god is very kind and uh, uh, when i started i was the only person with my uh, kids supporting me and then once i shared the idea with everybody uh, all the like minded people joined in so i think uh, if you are right we get absolutely. the right people to join absolutely absolutely right? absolutely i completely uh, agree blessings of god always work they are the most absolutely. powerful they are the most powerful so thank you so very much for giving your time for sharing you. uh, your work your personal experiences i'm sure uh, all the aspiring swayambhus uh, learned you know so many interesting things and will take care that you need to learn a lead you know something which is complementing your uh, career so that in you know unknown unforeseen circumstances you are able to take care Absolutely. and keep the fires uh, burning at home right and uh, don't get depressed don't get dejected hame agar amrut nahi milta iska matlab ye nahi ki hum zehar pi le okay Bilkul. keep on driving yourself that you do yourself proud your family proud and the country proud and we do that we automatically do well in life so way to go youngsters lot going for you and we are absolutely. always there to support you absolutely we have got fantastic swayambhu mentors who are always ready to help you keep mailing to swayambhu@gmail.com we love the messages you share we had plenty of messages uh, shared by principals also that uh, in spite of uh, heading a organization uh, institute college or school even they find these sessions so interesting and they learn a lot <laughs> so i think it's working well uh, thank you so much Lovely. thank you so much and thank, thank you, you to you all the viewers thank you thank you god bless uh, may you always be smiling and healthy and thank look you. forward to Uh, you to be on the cyber space again as a cyber <laughs> absolutely <journey. laughs> now you you have absolutely put in a you know seed you've sown the seeds so let's get back <laughs> right thank you so, so. all the best uh, have a splendid sunday ahead and uh, tomorrow we shall meet mr chandrashekar tilak and he is going to share something on economy and finance wow. so let us tune in tomorrow and catch up bye bye jai hind jai hind